So, a bit about me. Um, I don't know most of you. There's some of you that I've seen at church, at the parish in the evenings, um, and some other people who I met last time when I came to have a quick look around. Um, so I am currently studying a theology degree um, at a university in Cambridge. Um, I started that two years ago, and I have lived in the last year at nine different addresses. It's a bit of a random fact. Um, so I have now mastered the art of moving all my items in a total of four boxes and one very large suitcase. The first time it didn't quite happen like that. It took two carloads. I quickly learnt. So I am today going to talk about the weird and the extreme. Now my question is, what on earth does that even mean? I had to ask myself that several times before I quite understood it. If you go to the next slide. My first question is, what does the word weird mean? Now, this is a question for you. Put your hand up if you think the word weird is a positive thing. So, a few. Put your hand up if you think the word is a negative thing. Put your hand up if you're not actually sure. <laughs> I definitely fall in that category. Um, it was quite interesting when I asked Google, what does the word weird mean? Because what I discovered is actually, they basically suggest, they suggest that it is something that is supernatural or unearthly. Which made me think that often when we use the word weird to talk about someone and we say you're a bit weird or we describe something as a bit weird, it's not really supernatural or unearthly. So I have three very weird items for you. Now, I want you to talk to the person near you. And my question is, what are these? It's complete coincidence that they're all orange and that is not what they are. So you've got one minute to try and work out what these three items might be. <laughs> 30 seconds. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. So it got everyone talking, and I heard some interesting ideas. Does anyone have a clue what the first item might be? A mold. I knew someone would know it. My one question with this is, and I couldn't quite work it out, was what was a normal portion of spaghetti? Like, is a dinosaur when you're super hungry and then the really little one, like if you're a child? Who knows? But yes, it is used to measure how much spaghetti. What about the second one, the fish? Any ideas? <laughs> yes, it is an egg yolk extractor. Did anyone else have any random things they thought it might be? 
Was this the one that you thought was a washing machine thing? So, guys, we had, I quite liked this idea. Go on, say it. The gel, yeah. The washing up gel for a washing machine. I thought that was quite a good idea. It'd be quite an interesting one. Now, what about the last one? Any ideas? And I'm not asking these a lot because they just seem to know. Anyone idea what on earth the weird last photo is? It's not for going in the ground. No. No. It is a fork for your finger. Yeah. It's a finger fork, like literally a finger fork. So, I'm wondering, shh, guys, I am wondering how many people at first glance thought these three pictures were a bit weird, because I certainly did. But the second we understand the purpose and the reason for the items, it kind of makes them a bit less weird. I mean, the spaghetti one I still find slightly weird out of the lot. The other two I kind of understand. But it begs the question, when does weird become normal? So my question is, what about all the weird things that Christians do? Often, we might think about it as we have a lot of rules, but actually they're not really rules. Do you go to the next? We can think about it as rules and the whole why on earth do we bother, but actually it's when we think about what the rules might be. So I don't like thinking about it as rules because they're not. I like to think about it as what do we follow? As Christians, there are lots and lots of weird things that we do. I've got a bit of an analogy for you. A few years ago, I went to Africa and I'd been to India before that. And both times I had to use a mosquito net. Now I'm unsure how many people have ever had to use one, but they're not as easy to use as you first think. The first time I had to do it, I was about eight. I had no clue what it was and I was still at the age where it kind of reminded me slightly of a princess castle thing over my bed. But the second I learned the purpose and the reason for a mosquito net, I quickly understood why it was so important. It can be a bit like that for Christians. I've got six pictures, potentially, six pictures of things that Christians do. One is going to church, whether that is on a Sunday to a service in the morning or the service in the evening. There's reading your Bible. There is praying for people, whether that's praying as a group or praying for someone individually or praying by yourself. You have taking communion, which is something quite a lot of Christians do. You also have Bible discussions or spending time looking at a particular bit in the Bible. And the last picture is about spending time talking to people who you wouldn't necessarily, helping them whether that's giving money or giving your time. These are six things that Christians often do. They're not rules. But it did make me think, if we think about some of the rules that we all have to follow, quite a few of them might actually be in the Ten Commandments. So you have rules like do not murder, but actually they're things that kind of are slightly common sense. 
So my next question is, why bother? Well, nine years ago, I started going to church. I still remember the first ever time I went into church. It wasn't that dissimilar to APC. I walked in, had absolutely no clue where to sit. People seemed to know. They just walked and they sat down. And I kind of hovered near the door and went, where on earth are my friends? I'd been invited by six friends who were like, I think you should come. I was like, I'll give it a go. Like, let's see what happens. And I remember sitting there, not really knowing what to do. People stood up to sing, and I was a bit like, okay, I'll, I'll copy. And they would stand sometimes to pray or sit, and I had no clue what was going on. But I quickly learned that these weren't rules. Everyone had a slightly different way of praying or a slightly different way of worshipping. To me, they were weird because I didn't quite understand the purpose. But when you think about why we read the Bible, it's to spend time and learning about God. When we spend time praying, it's to build the relationship between us and God. It's a bit like having a conversation with a friend. I often pray when I'm on a walk um, because I struggle to just sit and pray. Going to church is so we can spend time with other Christians, learning about God and worshipping together. Spend helping other people is something simply that Jesus told us to do. So we try and do what he told us. So the why bother is basically there is a purpose for each of the things. There's a passage in the Bible which I quite like. It's so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognised what he wants from you and quickly respond to it, unlike your culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Now, this challenges me because often I do things that culturally we all do. I like watching TV. I love binge-watching things on Amazon Prime. There's lots of things that we do that actually isn't necessarily wrong. And the idea is that we don't have to stop doing those things, but we have to think and ask ourselves, why? Why are we bothering to do things that aren't that Jesus told us to? It's basically, as a Christian, about standing out. We're supposed to look slightly differently. It doesn't mean we dress differently, only some people do. It doesn't mean that we walk down the street and someone automatically might go, they're a Christian, only sometimes you might be able to tell. It's about living our lives differently and living for a slightly different purpose. So what on earth is the end goal? Well, the end goal is simply to live more like Jesus. We're trying to live for Jesus and be more like him. So it may be slightly weird, and sometimes it does feel slightly extreme, that we're talking and praying to God, that we're reading our Bibles, that we're going to church on a Sunday, not just coming to AYF on a Friday. 
there's something more about being a Christian. And actually, often, the only way we can understand it and make it not weird is by trying it. So my questions are, are you going to follow? Are you willing to be slightly weird?